You're listening to the Work Utopia podcast, brought to you by WorkUtopia.com. This premier podcast is dedicated to bringing you the best advice and strategies on hiring amazing people, building a great company culture, and having a happy and fulfilling career. And now, here's your host, Alexander Lauren. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This is Alexander Lauren, and good to have you here. I hope you're having a great day. So episode number two, this episode is about the level of recruiting service that you can find, or it'll probably find you because you're probably getting calls all the time about recruiters. If you're hiring managers, you're getting calls all the time. If you're candidates, you're getting calls all the time. We just love making phone calls. Anyway, so yesterday I was talking about my background and, you know, it made me reminisce about the early days, my early days where I was in the bullpen, no no real training, just listening to everyone else, trying to do my own thing, trying to find my own way. And I remember one particular call, I still remember it like, like it was yesterday, where I called this fellow, I can't really remember, I think he was a CEO. I remember, I know his name too. I remember his name right off the top. Uh, his name was Scott. I won't say his last name. Uh, very, He was a very nice guy anyways. I, actually, I think I talked to him twice throughout the years. I think he's a pretty nice guy. Anyways, at the time, uh, I think I didn't get him at a very, <laughs> on a particularly good day. And uh, so I gave him my spiel. You know, I wrote up my own little script. That agency I worked for, they didn't even have script. So I, I wrote up my own script. And uh, gave him my spiel, and then he get, asked me the question. He said to me, he asked me, "Are you? Does your do you work on retainer or contingency?" And my response was, "I have no idea." And he was like, "What? You don't know if you're retainer or contingent?" I'm like. Uh, uh, no, I, no, I actually have no idea. And then I went into one of my famous lines that I used throughout that first year of recruiting. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. You know, I'm just, I'm really green at this. I'm learning the ropes and, you know, yada, yada, yada. You know, I told that to people all the time that I was green and I was just learning. And actually that, that really worked out well for me. I was sorry that I couldn't use those lines and, you know, year two, three, four, five, six in my career. Um, well, actually, I, I could have, but you know, I always wanted to. I always wanted to be honest with people, right? So, anyways, yeah, contingency or, or um, retainer, and I had no idea. So I learned right away after that the difference between the two. So, what if you're a hiring manager? If you're listening, you're a hiring manager. Uh, you know, if you don't know this already, there are three different levels of recruiting service that. Uh, you know, that you can get. Uh, I'm, I'm only really going to talk about two. So the first, the highest level is a re- retained search. Uh, the next level is something new. It's more, uh, it's a hybrid of the other two. is a container search. And then number three is a contingency search. So um, just, yeah, I'm going to talk about contingency and retainer. So what what are the level of what's what's the level of service between the two so let me start by telling you 
about contingency. That's what I did most of my career was contingency searches. So a recruiter will give you a call on the telephone and you're, you know, the timing is really good. You really need some help. And so you give this recruiter your information, maybe, uh, maybe right then and there, or maybe later you, but you, you devote some of your time for this recruiter. If, if they're asking you a lot of questions, I mean, you're, you're on the phone at least an hour with this person. So you give them all the job details and all the job specifications. So the recruiter gets all your information. And then what they do on a contingency, a contingency model, you know, they'll bring it to the, the team. They'll bring it to the, the you know, all the, the people in the company who are, you know, perhaps uh, assigned uh, as a pure candidate-driven uh, function or, you know, it depends. There's different, there's different internal models for uh, contingency recruiting firms. So what they'll often do, the organized firms, they will, you know, give it a level, level A, level B, level C. So like an, a level A search, or I'm, I should say a grade A search, grade A, grade B, grade C, you know, the grade A search, those are like the best searches. Those are the searches that the contingency recruiting firm those are the ones that they're going to work on because uh, a grade A search, you know, has it's an easier fill. It's a realistic fill and it's a quick fill. So a grade A search means that, you know, your odds of making money are like way better. Then you'll have the, the uh, grade C, a grade B, grade D, grade F or whatever. You know, you, you get the idea if it's a it's a grade C level search, then it might not get very much attention. Now, like I mentioned uh, on, on yesterday's episode, I had to search from this robotics company that no one would help me on. And no one would help me on it because there weren't a lot of candidates out there. It was very, very specialized. And uh, it probably didn't even pay that much. So no one was really motivated to work on it. So, you know, this happens all the time. Recruiters will get job orders that nobody wants to work on, and then there's no candidates that are produced, and it just ends up being a complete waste of time. So that is the potential when you're working with a contingency recruiting firm. You know, even if it's, even if it is an easier search for the the firm, the contingency firm, they might be working with your competitor. They might have like one candidate that you're looking for, but they might present that candidate to another one of their one of your competitors. I mean, there's there's no there's no no real loyalty. There's there's not a lot. Well, yes and no. It depends on the relationship. It depends on the potential. But you know, at the end of the day, it's all about it's all about. I shouldn't say it's all about, but it's an important point. Important factor is the fee. Contingency recruiting firms work on pure commission. It's a pure commission scenario. Now, if, if the recruiting firm is big, they might hire employees and pay them on salary, but this is all this is all commission based. Number 1, contingency a contingency search. The recruiting firm only makes money if the company hires the candidate that was presented and referred. That's it. Otherwise, nothing. Nada. Zero. Zero. So, 
on the opposite end, you have the retainer model. Now the re retain model is, is different, definitely different. If you get the recruiter, the recruiter gives you a call. Okay, so you get the, here's the retain model. When you hire a retained firm, it's, it's a bit different. The retained search firm, uh, they should be doing a lot of research up front. So say if you give the job order to a retained search firm, you know, possibly they won't accept it right away. They might get all the information, but they'll definitely want to do some background uh, on their part, on their end, to ensure that they can actually fill the job if it is really a realistic role. Because, I mean, there are lots of positions out there that are highly unrealistic. And if you pay a retained firm, like somebody up front, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know, they're going to fill an unrealistic position. So the retained firm, you know, within a day or two should tell you, yes, we could do this or no, we can't do this. And if they have any sort of um, scruples and they'll tell you that they can't do it, otherwise it's just, it's horrible business and they won't last. So they'll get the information. They'll get, they'll get everything. And I mean, the, it's a commitment. The level of commitment is so much greater for a retained search. So they'll, begin an immediate sourcing program you know they'll go through all the source companies that they could go through they'll go through an extensive database i mean they'll, they'll put a plan together a plan in order and they will work they will work on that job they'll totally work on it i mean they'll work on it because i mean for retained you are paying up front normally how it works is that a company will pay pay a third up front when the retained search group agency whatever say okay we're going to we'll do this and we're going to send you an invoice and then once you pay they'll start the search and then another third will be payable upon the presentation of the first candidates and then the final third will be uh, due when the position is filled so I mean, the retained firm is highly motivated because they've already got money to get started. It's like they're not working for nothing. They've already got paid. And then even more motivated to get those those qualified candidates out. And then further motivated that, you know, they're going to fill the role and get the full commission. So that, that's the that's the model. If you want to if you need that full commitment and that level of service, then uh, retained is the best way to go. And in a retained uh, search agreement, a client should be getting regular updates. So when I when I work, I give my I give my clients regular updates throughout throughout the whole process, to, so that they're aware of what's going on. So that's the big difference. So contingency commitment depends on the difficulty of the position. And it's a pure commission-based scenario. Retainer, higher fees, yet full commitment. And really better customer service. All around better customer service. So um, contingency firms are generally 20%. You might be able to find someone to take it at 15%. Some will go even 25%. What do you do if it's contingency? You know, do you get a whole bunch of different agencies to work on your job? The danger with 
having multiple agencies work on your job is that they'll call the same people and that'll be a motivation killer that no one will work on your job at all. So it's, it's kind of tough. Um, you can always promise exclusivity to an agency. If I've, whenever I've taken contingency searches, I've asked for exclu exclusivity and I've asked for it up front. And I'm normally told yes or no. So I already know like who's working on it, how many recruiters are on it. So, you know, just so I can, you know, manage my time better. And um, the retainer firm, you know, you're looking at, you're probably looking at 33%. So there you go. There's your education. Oh, I mentioned container. Container is really, um, if, I hope I didn't mention this, but container is really, it's a, it's a hybrid. So it would, con container is, uh, you will get a deposit. The recruiting firm will get a deposit, will request a deposit, normally in, a, in the amount of like $5,000. They'll say, okay, we're going to work on this, but let's make this a shared risk agreement where we will work on this, but we're going to, you take some risk, we'll take some risk, and uh, you'll pay us, up, you'll pay us a, a portion up front, and that'll be your deposit, um, deductible from the overall fee. So there, there are those scenarios as well. Those, you know, those aren't as, those, I don't know, when did, when did I first hear about containers? I've heard about containers I don't know, my eight years ago or something like that. So, I mean, those are out there. Um, so there you go. That's it. So there's your th those are your uh, levels of service from recruitment agency. So really, just I'll leave you with this. You know, con consider what type of service you need before you ever give out any information on on a candidate that, that you're looking for. And think about the level of commitment that you feel is, is, is necessary to get the best person, you know. One, one really quick example here is a think about a vice president of sales. So, I mean, a vice president of sales is so vital to the growth and, and profit of a company, right? So, I mean, this person's potentially responsible for like millions and millions of dollars and, and a lot of people managing a lot of sales reps. So, I mean, I guess you guess you got to ask yourself, you know, is a, is a premium recruiting fee justifiable for someone like that i think it i think i would say it is i'd say it is okay well that's it hey thanks for uh tuning in and uh episode number two is uh done so we'll see you next time thank you for listening to the work utopia podcast remember to subscribe to this podcast on itunes and connect with alexander on linkedin if your company or organization is looking for an executive recruiter, contact Alexander on LinkedIn or via email at alex at workutopia.com. 